Welcome to Alive, a Vineyard College ministry with the purpose to awaken students to their true relationship, identity, and destiny in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoy this message today. And if you want to connect with us, you can follow us on Facebook at Alive Vineyard College Family or Instagram at Alive Vineyard College. a little bit. Um, I can hardly see up here. I'm trying something different. I'm up here on stage. The lights are blinding me. That's okay. Um, but I, I'm going to try a little something different. Um, I hope that everybody can see me um, uh, tonight. But I heard that, the, the, that actually, I heard that the Lord wants to actually engage in a topic that's, that's not really gone after in the church. So tonight, I want to talk a little bit about what's not really discussed in the church, and that's mental health. That's mental health. You you see, we don't talk much about mental health in the church, and I think it's time that we start talking more about it. Even in the church where we preach healing, and even in this church where we preach deliverance and, and, and being set free, there are still people who struggle with depression, who struggle with anxiety and suicidal thoughts. I mean, I'm the biggest preacher. I'm the biggest preacher. I love preaching on healing. I love preaching on signs, wonders, miracles, miracles, wonders, signs. I love preaching on healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons, doing the stuff doing the work of Jesus, living like Jesus. I love, I love living like Jesus. I love pressing into that. But to be honest with you, we hardly talk about the struggle and how the struggle is real, real when it comes to poor mental health and the battlefield in our minds. The battlefield in our minds. How many of you had these thoughts run through your mind This last week, I'm a nobody. I'm not good enough. They just don't like me. I have no value. I'm just a failure. I'm an idiot. If you're you're saying to yourself, yeah, Clay, I kind of had those voices, you know what I'm saying? Kind of, kind of had those voices in my in the back of my mind or in my mind going on on repeat, then you're, you know what? You're in good company. You're in good company. I'll repeat. If, if you've had these thoughts, you've struggled with these thoughts, you, you struggle with depression, you struggle with anxiety, or even self-harm, suicidal ideation, or, or whatever the case may be, you're in good company because at the end of the day, we all do, whether we want to admit it or not. We all do. And the reason why we all do, Clay, that's a crazy bold statement, man. What are you talking about? Are you trying to say I'm broken? Are you trying to say I don't? No, 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 I'm not trying to say none of that. We all can struggle with those thoughts because guess what? It's authored by the enemy who seeks to kill, steal, and destroy you. And he's always out to get sons and daughters of God who's destined for greatness. He's always out to get sons and daughters of God who's destined for greatness. So the enemy's going to try to come at you. In John 10.10, Jesus clearly lays out his mission statement. He clearly lays out his mission. 
as he talks about his mission versus the enemy's mission. I gotta get my water up there. His mission versus the enemy's mission. Check it out. It says this: the thieves, meaning the enemies, the enemies, the thief. They, they, they make no mistake about. It. He's talking about the enemy when he's talking about the thief. Okay, so the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. And my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Think about it. The enemy knows that we, the enemy knows that if we keep thinking those negative thoughts, that we have, the enemy knows if we still have that, if we keep that stinking thinking in our mind, that garbage in our mind, cluttering our mind, it's going to lead us to oppression and depression. It will lead us to anxiety and hypertension. It will lead us to self-harm and to potentially suicidal ideation. It will lead us to death. You see, these poisonous start darts will lead us to death in such a way it will allow us, it will, it will lead us to death if we allow those thoughts to stay in our minds. Oftentimes, the ones that are destined for great things of God, who experience, oftentimes those people who, who experience the, the greatest amount of warfare in their minds are the ones destined for the greatest things of God. Oftentimes, the enemy will, will, will keep coming at somebody's mind, will keep throwing poisonous darts at someone's mind. If they know, if they know, the enemy in them know that you are destined to do amazing things for God. Even if you're not destined to do amazing things, even if you are just kind of like just sitting on your blessed assurance. Blessed assurance. He's still going to come to He's still going to come at you. He's still going to keep coming at you. Why? Because that's his M.O. His M.O. is to steal, kill, destroy, repeat, steal, kill, destroy, repeat, steal, kill. That's what he does. He is not your friend. He is the enemy, the ultimate enemy. And that's John 10, 10 all day. And he works overtime with me as well, too. If I'm, getting, if I'm getting real, if I'm getting super real right now, he works like that with me all the time, all the time. I remember when I was speaking at a, a conference in the UK, man, we were speaking to thousands, thousands of young people and everything. I mean, it was crazy. The atmosphere was electric. It was thick with the presence. People were, 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 were coming and getting healed and getting equipped and I mean, worship was off the hook. I mean, wow, and I was out there speaking, and it was nuts. And so, you know, I was on just this mountaintop moment, seeing all things of the kingdom being advanced. It was, it was an amazing thing to behold. It was, it was crazy. And so I'm out there, and I'm like, we're killing it. You know, we're, we're doing our thing. And, and it, man, I, came, I come back home, and that's when the thoughts come in. That's when the thoughts come in. Look around, Clay. No, ain't nobody out here really caring what happened in the weekend. Look around, Clay. Look around, look around. No. <laughs> look around, Clay. 
look around, Clay. No, nobody, no, nobody really care about what, what happened, you know what I'm saying, out there with, in the UK. Look around, Clay. Your, your team don't even recognize what you did. did. Did you really make a difference? They don't even, like, like, roll with you like they don't even appreciate you like that they don't even appreciate you like they do them or them or them and then eventually depression starts looming in the feelings of worthlessness start rising up the feelings of self-doubt start rising up the feelings of anxiety and, and uneasiness and, and all these things. And, and then you start to go down that path that inevitably leads to death. And bam, your boy was on a mountaintop moment and now found himself in a valley bottom low. You know what I'm saying? How, what, what happened? You know what I'm saying? The enemy has me right where he wants me. And to be honest, oftentimes I don't, I don't even want to talk about this stuff because you know what? Pastors aren't supposed to struggle with those thoughts. Christians aren't supposed to struggle with those thoughts, right? Sons and daughters, redeemed sons and daughters, saints aren't supposed to struggle with those thoughts, right? Or you're considered pariah. You're relegated as, ah, uh, you know what? You don't got the faith enough. You don't got the, the you, you got to be your new creation. You're a new creation. You, you're, you're, you're new in Christ. You know what I'm saying? You don't got the faith. So, 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 so people don't want to come out and talk about what's really going on in their mind. Ah, oh, man, you know what? Maybe, maybe you just need to pray more. Pray more. Pray more. That's why people don't want to come and talk about the real that's going on in their mind. Because they're relegated as being weaker than. But the reality of it is, is that we all deal with this. And really, none of us really truly want to admit this. You know, if I come out to admit it, then we can probably look like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't think I am the super Christian. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who can struggle with this. I believe we all can struggle with this. Why? Because the enemy seeks to steal, kill, destroy. Repeat, steal, kill, destroy. Repeat, he's the one that's sending most of those negative thoughts your way anyway. He's sending them your way, especially when he knows you're destined for something Great, and I believe that everyone here sitting in these seats is destined for something great. You all have a call. You all have a charge on your life. You have a call on your life. And do you think the enemy is going to leave you alone and just allow you to just happen to just walk up and just go and stumble into your call? Just do you, just, you know, easy? No. He is going to try to do whatever he can and attack your mind. But this is, this is interesting. This is a great, great point right here. I want you guys to really take note on this because this changed my life. Most of you here think that you are the one thinking negatively about you when really it was the father of lies posing as you the whole time. So the question that I have is simple. Who do you choose to believe? 
the father of lies or the one who gives life and more abundantly? Do you choose to believe one, the father of lies? John 10, 10. You know, he comes to steal, kill, destroy. Do you believe the father of lies or will you believe the one who comes to give life and give it more abundantly? That's the question that I have for you. In John 8, 44, Jesus is speaking about the enemy and he's describing his MO. He's describing who he is and what he does. And he says the following, check it out. He says this, he was a murderer from the beginning. From the beginning, he was a murderer. Meaning that the enemy, all he known was how to cheat. All he known was how to steal, rob, kill, murder. He was a murderer from the beginning. He was always hated. He, he, he has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he lies, it is consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies. You see, some of us have gotten far too used to having conversations with the father of lies that you don't know what to believe anymore in your head. But when we need to be having more conversation with the, the, the one who is the giver of life and life more abundantly. But we're so used to having conversations with the father of lies. It's no wonder why we allow the thoughts of the enemy to consume our mind alive, alive. We cannot afford to have one iota of a thought that's not in the heart or mind of the father God. We cannot have one, we can't afford to have one thought that's not in God's head or heart in ours. So alive, here's the good news. Here's, here's the good news. I'm not going to end on doom and gloom. Here's the good news. It's possible to live victorious in our minds. It is possible to have amazing mental health. That is possible, all because of this fundamental rich truth that I'm about to share with you today. I'm about to show you in Scripture where this fundamental truth is. It's going to be a game changer. Look to your neighbor and say, this is about to be a game changer. This is about to be a game changer. This is about to be a game changer. Check it out. Here it goes. 1 Corinthians 2.16. Turn there if you can. Click there if you can. It's on, the, it's on the screens right now, I believe. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says this. Who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? The answer to those rhetorical questions is absolutely no one. Nobody. I mean, who can, who can know the Lord's thoughts? Nobody. Who can know enough to teach God? Like, who's teaching God? Nobody. I mean, that's a, that's a rhetorical question. It was meant to be like, no, no, nobody, right? So you don't even have to answer that question. We know the answer to that question. But, and this is a big but, everybody, every, every time Paul says a but in the gospel, it's always good news following, okay? So this is a good gospel but, okay? But we understand these things, for we have the mind
This is crazy. We have the what? We have the mind of Christ. So what is this saying? What is this saying? It's saying that sons and daughters, if you have died with him and were raised to new life with him, for those who are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. If that is indeed true, then you have the mind of Christ. And if you have the mind of Christ, that means that you've been inherited this thing. You've been gifted this thing. You've been gifted uh, 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 the mind of Christ in such a way that you can think like Jesus and henceforth live like Jesus in the midst of a mentally unhealthy world. We have the vaccine. We have the cure. We have the antidote. We have the antidote right here, and it's called the mind of Christ. We have the antidote to mental health. We have the antidote, the vaccine, the cure, which we had the cure and vaccine for COVID, but that's another story. We have, though, the antidote and cure and vaccine for positive mental health. The mind of Christ. Wow. But a lot of Christians don't even want to access it or don't know how to access it. Don't know how to unlock it for what it's worth. Because a lot of Christians are like, okay, Clay, I hear you. I hear you. It's all day in 1 Corinthians 2.16 that we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind. I get it. I get it. But there are so many days and times and hours where I just don't think like Jesus. I don't think like him. So what's up? What gives? I don't understand what's going on. Before you came to Christ, you used to think like the world. Titus and Romans and, I mean, all up and down the gospel. I mean, before we came to Christ, we were heathens. We were, we were, we were dead in our sins. We were dead in our trespasses. We could not think like Jesus because we had the, we didn't have the ability to think like Jesus. So we were thinking like the world. Our minds were dark. My mind was dark. I know that for sure until I came to Christ. So why don't then God, if we're in Christ, why don't we think like Jesus? Well, before you came to Christ, you used to think like the world. When you came to Christ, now that you're a new creation, you are still thinking like the old you, the dead you, because you're learning how to renew your new mind. Someone got it. You're learning how to renew this thing. That's why you don't think like the minds of Christ because we are learning how to renew our mind. Romans 12, 2. If you want to turn there, turn there. It's going to be on the screen. Check it out. It says this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by, check it out, check it out. This is important, by changing the way you think. Then, only then will you learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. The ESV version renders it this. Don't be conformed to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you can understand, discern what is good and pleasing to God. Guys, there are so many of us that want to think like the old dead us because we didn't know how to renew this thing up here. Henceforth, we have this anxiety looming in. 
We have all these thoughts coming at us from the world, from the enemy, from the enemy, from the world, creating anxiety, panic attacks, and everything else, when reality is that we are a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if anybody's in Christ, he, she is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, real talk, wake up. The new is here. Are you with me? Okay, let me keep it moving. Let me keep it moving because a lot of y'all are just looking at me like you're scared. That's okay. That's okay. Let me, let, me, let me keep it moving. So how do we renew our minds? Now that we have a new, a new mind of Christ, how do we renew our minds? I'm going to give you two things. Two things. Two points I'm going to make. The first point, recognize. Recognize. We need to recognize that not all of our thoughts are our thoughts. We need to recognize that for sure. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says this. This is not going to be on the screen. You can turn there, write notes, bookmark it. 2 Corinthians 10.5 is a beast, though. It says this, that we've been given the ability to what? Take captive every thought. Take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. What's that even mean? What's that mean, Clay? Take captive every thought. What are you talking about? Do you realize that this passage is freedom? This is freedom. Why? Because it's not even, it's not even saying that we have authority and we can take control over our financial life. It's not, saying, it's not only saying that we can take control over our spiritual life. It's not saying that we can take control over every area of our life. It's saying that we can also have control over our thought life. Woo-wee! Well, Clay, I thought that we, you know, didn't, you know, we, we couldn't, like, really control the way we thought. Like, I didn't know I could control my thoughts. What are you talking about? Yeah, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So every thought that comes in, every thought that comes in, you're, you're analyzing, you're checking them out, you're, 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 you're studying, you're measuring it. And then if it's not aligning the truth, if it's not aligning to what Jesus says, if it's not aligning to the heavens, then we have the power to kick it out. If it's friend, you can let them in. If it's foe, you must go. I mean, you, you need to be at the gates, be at the mind gates, like a sentinel at your mind gates, and every thought that comes in, you're analyzing, studying its fruit, looking at it, and if it's not of truth, you kick it out. And then you allow the good thoughts to stay in. You have control over your mind because you have the mind of Christ. Let me tell you, let me, let, me, let, me, let me explain this another way, another example. So if you moved uh, into an apartment, new apartment, you're the new tenant of a new apartment, okay? And you get mail, don't have your name on it, but it comes to your apartment. What are you going to do with the mail? Are you just going to go ahead and look at the mail and say, hmm, Especially if it's a bill. What if it's a bill? Well, I mean, are you going to just open the bill up and, like, assume it's for you because it came to your apartment and pay the bill? 
who's going to pay this bill because it came to me. I'm going to own this bill because it's mine, because it's, it was mailed to my apartment, my new apartment. No, what are you going to do? You're going to return it to sender. Return to sender. I ain't, no, I'm not paying that bill. Return to sender. You got the wrong person. Yeah, yeah, I'm not the guy. I'm not the gal. I'm a new tenant in my new apartment. Thank you very much. Right? And then what's going to happen with, 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 the, with the mail that gets returned to sender? You don't really care. As long as it's out of your hair, you're, you're done. Right? The same thing that happens with the mail, y'all need to apply to your thoughts. Those old thoughts from your old you that come to your mind, some of y'all are starting to own as though they belong to you. They don't belong to you. What do you do with the thoughts? You return them to sender. Because I am new. I'm not the old me. The old me is dead. It's dead. I'm a new creation. I am new in Christ. I have a new mind of Christ. And so therefore I have the power to return the old thoughts to sender. Return them to sender. Get it out of here. 2 Corinthians 10, 5. All day. Take captive every thought and make it obedient. Obedient to Christ. Get it out of here. We have that power to do that. You want to do warfare? Do warfare in your mind. Some of y'all Christians be having anything come into your mind. Because we be in Netflix. We be on that soft porn life. We be on that, we be on whatever it is. I mean, not just media. I mean, I look at Netflix. I like Netflix. But are we careful with what's going in our mind? How? I mean, what about, what about politics? Amen. <laughs> How about the race? How about whatever else is going on in your life? The gossiping. What are we allowing coming in our minds to pollute our minds? Or those other thoughts that are coming from the enemy. So the first thing, recognize. Recognize that not all those thoughts are your thoughts. That most of those negative thoughts are coming from the enemy. Why? Because he has one mission, one goal in your life, which is to steal, kill, and destroy you. Second thing, second, second way we can renew our mind. First was recognize. The second is worship. Worship. Woo, this is good. Can I have my man come up here and play, Ben? I'm about to land a plane here pretty soon. But James 4, 7 reads this in ESV. Reads this, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. He will flee from you. Oftentimes, though, this passage gets misrepresented. This text gets taken out of context way too much. Why? Because everybody always focuses on the resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
stop him. You're not resisting the devil on your own strength. You are not resisting the devil on your own volition. You are not resisting the devil on your own accord. Some of y'all talking to the devil, talking about, I rebuke you, you get out of here, you scum. Stop talking to the enemy. The last time, well, the first time I recall human talking to the enemy, they got duped in the Garden of Eden, which is the reason why they took a bite of sin. Stop talking to the enemy. We're not to resist the enemy on our own strength. We're not to stay up all night, eight hours a night, talking about rebuking the enemy. Get out of here with that. You know what we are called to do? It says it right here in James 4, 7. Submit therefore yourselves to God. What does that look like? What does that even mean? It means that we are surrendering to him. We are worshiping him. We are saying, God, I lavish my love. God, I lavish my praise. God, you are supreme. You are king of kings. You are Lord of lords. I will worship you. I will be for you in every area of my life, God. God, you are the king. You are everything. And I'm going to admonish you. No, I'm not going to admonish you. But I'm going to exalt you. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're worshiping him. You're submitting to him. And you're going back and you're saying, God, remind me who, I, who, I, who, who you said I am. Remind me who you say I am. Because the enemy right now was in my ear. The enemy right here is throwing poisonous darts at me right now. He's throwing poisonous darts right now in my mind. And I'm not going to go rebuke him. I'm coming over to you, Papa, because you are my refuge. You are my strong tower. You are my hiding place. So, God, remind me who you say I am again. Oh, yeah, okay, good. And then you worship him. You love on him. And then guess what? The enemy flees. Why? Because the enemy cannot be around true, intimate worship. The enemy cannot be around true, intimate worship. Every time you submit to God, there's a resisting that goes on naturally. You don't resist by, ah, I'm going to get you, sucker. No, you resist by submitting to God. When you submit to God, there's a resisting that goes on. Then he flees. Then he's out. There's a worship cannot ever underestimate worship. We can never ever underestimate worship. So there's recognizing where we are commissioned to be sentinels in our mind gates. We are commissioned to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We are, captive. We, we, we are commissioned to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We, we have the mind of Christ because we're not the old us no more. We are the new creation us now with the mind of Christ, and now we've got to learn how to renew it. And the, reason, and, and the way we renew it is 1 Corinthians 10.5 and James 4.7. This is um this is this is this is 
important for our mental health. This is gonna, this is going to help us to press into bigger, better, more efficient, cleaner mental health living. All this, though, must be undergirded by the word. All this must be undergirded by the truth. We must be in the truth. We must know truth. We must be in the truth. Hey, if we don't know what truth is, how can we take captive every thought? If we don't know what truth is, how will we be able to worship in the way we need to worship? We've got to be in truth. And it's the truth that will set us free. If we don't know truth, then we won't know what to guard against. We won't know what's going on. We won't know the truth from the lie, meaning. We won't know the truth from the lie. It's all going to seem good to us. When really, we need to be in this thing. If we're not in this thing, the truth is going to help keep our butts free. The truth is going to set us free and keep us free. And when we do, that's the undergirding to all this before we even renew our minds. But all I've said, all I've said today is impossible to do on our own accord. It's impossible to do in our own strength. It's impossible to live this thing out. It's, 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 in, it's impossible to renew our minds all by ourselves. But I know the person who lived this life and did it perfectly. And because he did it, because Jesus Christ did it, the King of kings, the God-man came to earth, died, resurrected, and is now chilling at the right hand of the Father in heaven. He's already conquered death. He's already made the way. And because he's already made the way, we can live the way he lived only if we have faith in him. If we have faith in Jesus, this is possible. If we have faith in Jesus, this is possible. If we don't have faith in Jesus, if, if we want to try to do this all on our own, this is going to be virtually impossible. We're not going to be able to renew our minds, and we're going to be get pummeled each and every time the enemy wants to come and whisper something in our heads. Like, I don't know if, if, if you are, are, are good enough. I don't know if, if you are clean enough. I don't know if, if you are, are, are qualified bro. I don't think you qualify. We get these thoughts, and then we believe them, and it curtails our behavior, and then we get more thoughts, and, and it, curt it curtails our behavior, and eventually more thoughts come, and then, and it, and then curtails there, curtails there, and then eventually we're running from the call. We're running from the life that God has sent us to live instead of putting faith and trust in him. And when we put faith and trust in God, that's the starting point. Then we can truly recognize that, wait, wait a minute, not all those thoughts are my thoughts. Wait a minute, I can guard my mind. Wait a minute, I have the mind of Christ. Yes, I can worship him. I can James 4, 7 on him. I can submit to God, resist the enemy, 
and he will flee. I can keep going and going and eventually you're pressing forward into this new life with Christ. Living dead to sin and alive to him. Guys, this is not this is not easy. This is, this is work. But it's not worse when you put your trust in him. It's not worse when you put your trust in him. But it is work. It, 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 that means that you're going to be partnering with him if you have him living in you. Greater it is, he is in you than he is in the world. And I'm telling you, if you are living in him, if he is for you, who in the world can be against you? And we pray that there be more and more to where that came from in terms of how we think and, and how we, 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 we guard our minds, how we recognize recognize that we have authority to guard our minds as it says in 2 Corinthians 10 5 that we can worship and submit to God resist the enemy and he will flee Father God make that real make that real on our hearts Lord God so that we can continue to make steps take strides to better mental health that when the thoughts come Lord God that we know that you know what that's not me that's the enemy sending those thoughts and I, can, and I can cast that out in Jesus' name. And I can renew my mind. I can renew my mind. We can renew our minds. Come on, Lord. So Holy Spirit, I pray that we have a fresh, that, that, that you encounter each and every one of us in here tonight, Lord God, and ongoing. Until the next time we meet, bless them. May you take them from glory to glory, from mountaintop to mountaintop. In Jesus' name, for Jesus' sake, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. And we pray that this has helped stir and awaken you to live alive to God like never before. If you want to connect with us, let's go. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Alive Vineyard College.